your skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. It'd be dance. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't fuck. I would just dance. Oh no, you'd still fuck, but you'd do it on the dance floor. I, you'd have to dance while fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you'd do it on like no one would know you're fucking, but like you and you and your bitch. You'd have a little tiny <laughs> hole cut out in the front, <laughs> and then you'd just dagger. And you'd be like, all right, man. You have to put like get major the laser red, on. Get the red. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, you put major laser because on they, they already look like they're fucking. That's uh, arguably they are right. Always. That was a really great conversation. Me and uh. Oh no! Yeah, I, I could cut whatever. Oh okay. Strawberry I, shortcake. Me and strawberry shortcake had a plan where we were gonna do Sunday Baby, which is like a song. It's like a weird song, but we were gonna do a dance to it, and it was totally. The, the most like white shit you've ever seen. Like we're gonna do that you thing. You and your girlfriend? No, 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 strawberry shortcake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're his name. Like, would his name really be strawberry, strawberry shortcake now? <laughs> oh shit! I had no. I I was like, your girlfriend? No, <laughs> no, yeah, no. no, that makes sense. Uh, oh, so you great. could continue. So the, the, you and you and strawberry shortcake. Yeah, me and strawberry shortcake had this dance plan that was so just do white. The whitest shit. To to someday baby. By Arl, whatever his name is, and we were just gonna do like you know that that video of those white kids dancing in the parking lot, and they do that like step and then punch. Whatever yes, that, white dances. Yes, step step punch, and that's like and, all ev- it- and every subtitle and every comment is always goddamn white people. Yeah, exactly. It was like that, but it was like turned up to a, like eleven, and we were just gonna flail everywhere and like do this dance. It was gonna be amazing. I mean, you guys could still do that. We're gonna still. Do I it. think you're still. Yeah, we're you still in. Still- well, that's why you need to, need to dance. <laughs> when you get, you when you get anxious, dance. you just dance. Just, so that just happens. So we lost We're, all that. We didn't lose any. So we lost that entire three minutes and 30 seconds. We didn't lose any. We, lo- we lost the entire... We didn't lose This is where the episode starts. <laughs> this is lots of pasta. <laughs> this is the podcast where we read and speak the creepy ways. Yes. With the internets. Ooh. And um, Ooh. I'm here with a very special individual... Uh, it's it's Django Phillips. Django. Back again so soon. It's only really been like three episodes since we've had you. But honestly, it's like it's always a pleasure to have you. I can't stay away, man. <laughs> no. I can't stay away. No. And I and I really I really wanted this episode to be done with someone who would, who would bring some fun to it. And yeah. I just you know and you got the wrong is, fucking guy. This exactly yeah. like this is this is gonna be some relatively real life creepy shit. Mm-hmm. Because when we read these, we need to discuss the hypothetical, if you will, of us doing this. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think firsthand response after reading each story is what would happen to both of us if we were to do this right now or tonight. I'm with it. You feel me? Because that brings it to a personally scary place. Yeah, to a personally scary level. Because these stories. They're not stories. They're kind of like directions. They're instructions. They're instructions. They're kind of like dark rituals, but they're games. Which is what I was going to say. Like, normally at the beginning of every episode, we say, you know, grab a, a, a nice comfy blanket, a nice comfy piece of cush, and then, and then snuggle up with us. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to do that because, okay. because 
I don't actually want anyone listening to this to do any. Don't of do it. Don't do it. Don't do any of this. <laughs> we're not actually doing any of these things because I can tell you, I've yeah. read. I've read at least four or five of these out of the collection we have, and they're the kinds of things that horror movies happen when people do these things. Okay, so fair. So don't do those. You know, don't do Ouija shows. like Ouija boards. If we're getting into it, like yep. Ouija boards. I've never done them. I don't want anything to do with them. I, it's not even that I believe in like a spiritual thing. I just think they're just some things that even with the people around you, like I would have to be doing it by myself if I, if I believed in anything about right. it. But I think at minimum you need three people. So it's just like... Yeah, and it's better with... I would never trust anyone enough to not fuck with me or to fuck with me yeah. while playing Ouija to not read absolutely into whatever I'm talking about because I would have a lot I would have a lot of questions. So like I, I have a list somewhere of what I would ask a dead person. <laughs> um so yeah, like Ouija, Bloody Mary, Charlie Charlie, like I hope you listener have never done any of this shit because I never listener. have and I never will. I will say this, Django has done two Ouija board sessions in Sunday. And one of them was unsuccessful, as these things sometimes are. Yeah. And one of them, communication was made. If you want to get into that, like, what what was the conversation? Sum it up. Let me just start by saying context is so important, because we were playing it in a basement, in a completely blacked out basement, where, like, the basement is so large, like, the main, like, hub room is so large that you can't see the adjoining rooms, and all the adjoining rooms are pitch black. So you basically, like, lose yourself, and it's just, like... One the, of those concrete, open, empty basements? Yeah. Well, it was carpeted, so it was nice. But Okay. But, yeah. The carpeted, empty, open basement, and all you have is the stairs. And it was just, uh, you know, it was, like, me and, like, two kids and, like, three adults, and I think we just, like, at, we just made contact with this, this thing in the house, and we just asked it some basic ask questions. It did not last long. I think we maybe asked it, like, two questions. Because th- there's always going to be, like, people that are, like, freak out, and, like, that's exactly what happened. Like, we had, like, two people, like, freak out and run out of the room, and then I was like, well, it's time to keep drinking, so then, then, then that's Naturally. Basically. Yeah. I don't, I would not freak out. I think I would almost read into it too much, which is why I've never done it. Again, I don't know being around other people and getting into that kind of experience. I don't know what would be said between the group or between the people listening to be comfortable enough with what we are going into. Because that's not, like, that's not let's get high in Ouija board kind yeah. of thing. Like, I wouldn't do that. That's just playing with fire for me. And I'm not even, like, a paranoid or spooked out individual. Like, I take to the, I take to horrifying things mm-hmm. very well. But there are just some things I would not dabble with. And, like, getting back to it, like, I don't want anyone to actually do these things. Because we're going to get into Three Kings, we're going to get into The Midnight Man, we're going to get into... What's the other one? Spook... Spookface. <laughs> spookface. I, spook there face. might be there might be one that has a spooky face. Oh, yeah, One Man Hide and Go Seek. Would never... Oh, okay. Never play these. Don't. Because... Let's just say, Play them. let's just say, for reality's sake, because reality is a very strange and tangent thing, mm-hmm. smallest percentage 
of this actually, any of these things actually happening while you're doing them, you're you are fucked. fucked. You're going to get fucked up. You are fucked. You're going to get fucked up. Let and for say, that reason... And that's why I'm saying after yeah. each of these stories, we have to run into a hypothetical of we'll do a how hypothetical. would we do in these situations. Because I can tell you right now, one one man hide and go seek, fucked. Yeah, <laughs> fucked. Which is why... The alternate reality ones, fucked. Which is <laughs> like, why Captain Death is saying don't do it. And I'm also saying don't do it, but I'm also saying do it. So, you know, it's like... If if you but but I need you to make a promise with me okay. that you're not going to do those with any of these with me, and if you do do them, that you tell me about it. I I I promise I won't do any of these with you, and I promise if I do do any of these on my on my own, which I don't think I will, I will tell you about it. I just don't know what kind of people you talk to, and I don't know what kind of situations you're gonna be like. This sounds, <laughs> this sounds fucked up. <laughs> hey, girlfriend, this sounds fucked up. Let's My do this. My other friends. Um, we got black makeup. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what I will say is, grab yourself that comfy blanket, sit on down, because right now, right now, real world talk is there's a blizzard coming, and for the next twenty four to forty eight hours. You're going to be stuck at home anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, yep. get yourself cozy. In these situations when you can't go out, you're going to get yourself cozy. You're going to... I, I personally picked up a lot of like comfy grocery foods for tomorrow mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a huge breakfast tomorrow. And you know what else I'm going to be doing? Huffing and puffing. Huffing like, and puffing, like yeah. Like the fucking Smoky the I got, Dragon. I got my salad mix. <laughs> I got my tomatoes. I got my cucumber. I and, got and carrots. And I'm over here like yep. hot dogs, brats, <laughs> bacon. Weed. Like, like lots of weed. <laughs> toilet paper. I got toilet paper. I just picked that up too. This stuff is premium, my, my friend. Um, not sure if you smelled that when I opened it up, but it was pumpkin. <laughs> Are you talking to the audience now? <laughs> I'm talking if to they you. smell that. I'm talking to everyone. You should have smelled it. Um, it was that strong. This, this shit's delicious. Anyway, hope you're comfy. Whew. Hope hope you smoked yourself some fucking <laughs> nightmare... <laughs> Maybe not the best direction to head into with what we're going to read. Um, some nightmare blizzard FDA <laughs> Yeah, some blizzard kush. Yep. <laughs> Premium make snow it, flakes. Make it snow. Make it Pre- snow. Hard. Now we're just talking about <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> uh, do cocaine if you have it, but we don't. But <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> you ever do cocaine? I've never done cocaine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For blizzards, though, I would not. Think. No, because you want to get shit done. No, but I mean, it's it's an it's a it's an anytime it's an anytime you need to get pumped drug. I'll tell you that much. You should not say cocaine is an anytime drug. Oh, but it's too rich. You need too much money. Oh, I think we should. I think I think I'm gonna start. I have to start Do with it. this one. Do it because it's right. One, it's right here. Two, I already mentioned it. And I, and and I can't have keep the people waiting. No, you know. I think I think we've done that. So I'm gonna. This is the one man hide and go seek. This one I got off of the other side Tumblr toast, and it's a game. The one man hide and seek, aka the one man tag, is a ritual for contacting the dead. The spirits which are wandering restless on the earth are always looking for bodies to possess. In this ritual, you summon such a spirit by offering it a doll instead of a human body. Great. Uh, <laughs> two great things. Things you need. A stuffed doll with limbs. <laughs> some rice. Enough to stuff the doll full. A needle and a crimson thread. A sharp-edged tool such as a knife, a glass shard, 
or scissors. If you got your glass shards laying around, here's the time. To also, if you're a child, please ask your adult to help you with the glass shard. No, fuck them. You're gonna break the goddamn mirror, and you're gonna use what you find. A cup full of salt, natural salt would be best. Uh, some sea salt. <laughs> hiding, a hiding place. If you're Jewish, kosher salt. <laughs> a hiding place. Preferably a room purified by incense and ofuda, which has to be smelly bullshit. Yeah. Like lavender. Smelly. Smelly shit. Stuff that is uh, spiritual uh, combatant. Kush. <laughs> that dankers. <laughs> Preparation. Take all of the cotton or whatever it's stuffed with out of the doll and stuff it instead with rice. Which immediately tells me this thing is going to have some fucking weight to it. Yeah, that's going to be a weapon. You could throw that doll at someone and hurt someone. <laughs> you could. Two, clip a bit of your nails and put them inside the doll and sew the opening up with the crimson thread. When you finish sewing, tie up the doll with the rest of the thread. Three, pour water into a bathtub. Four, place a cup of salt water inside the hiding place. How to do it. Give a name to the doll. The name could be anything but your own. When it is 3 a.m., say to the doll, uh, cheese. (laughs) Cheese is the first it three times. Cheese is the first it. Cheese is the first it. Cheese is the first it. Go to the bathroom and put the doll into the water-filled bathtub. Turn off all the lights in the house. Go back to the hiding place and switch on the TV. When you have counted ten with your eyes closed, go back to the bathroom with the edged tool, a knife, in your hand. When you get there, say to the doll, I have found you, cheese, and stab the doll with the edged tool. Say, you are next it, cheese, as you put... uh, It's the doll's name. It's the doll's name. I'm probably not specifying. Did I did I specify? Death is death is named. Yeah, I think so. Okay. His name is I said na- your your name anything but the first. Right. Name. Okay. So seven. Say your next it cheese as you put the doll back in its place. Eight. As soon as you put the doll down, run back to the hiding place and hide. So we have put the doll in the bathtub, went and hid, came back, stabbed the doll, and then went back. Why do we turn on TV? How to finish it? What the. F- Fuck. Pour half the cup of salt water into your mouth. Do not drink it, just keep it there. And get out of the hiding place and start looking for the doll. The doll is not necessarily in the bathroom. Let let me repeat that. The doll is not necessarily in the bathroom. So they are saying, explore your house. Let your mind They're saying the doll is running around. The fucking rice doll named is running, Cheese. It's running around the With house. your glass shard in its stomach. Is running around Whatever happens, do not spit out the salt water. Two, when you find the doll, pour the rest of the salt water, which is left in the cup, over it, and then spray the salt water in your mouth over it as well. Say, I win three times. This is supposed to end the ritual. After this, make sure you dry the doll, burn, and discard it later. Most important, please don't stop this ritual halfway. You must do it through to the end. This is a dangerous ritual, and I will not be responsible for what happens to you if you try. Other things to keep in mind, do not go out of the house until you have done the finishing ritual. You must turn off all the lights. 
keep quiet while hiding. You don't need to put the salt water in your mouth all the time, you only need to do it during the final ritual. Remember, if you are living with someone, you might put them in danger too. Do not continue this ritual for more than one or two hours. For safety reasons, it might be best to keep all the doors in the house unlocked, including your front door, and have some friends close by so that they can come and help you at a moment's notice if you ever need them. Keeping a mobile close at hand would be a good idea too. Notes 1. The rice represents innards and also has the role of attracting spirits. 2. The crimson thread represents a blood vessel it seals the spirits up inside the doll. 3. By cutting the thread off, you break the seal and release the spirits you have trapped. 4. If you go out of the hiding place without salt water, you might encounter something wandering around in your house, which might harm you in some way. Apparently, the way to feel the presence of the something wandering around is to watch what happens to the TV. It's like a proximity alarm. I have a question. Let's, okay. Why, why did we do this? Like, the end of it was like, if you don't want to die, make sure you find the doll with the salt water in your mouth, and then, and then cover it in salt did, water. They never explicitly say die. They just say that they're not going to be responsible for what happens. Okay, fair enough. But why did we start the whole process in the first place? Like, to make contact to with make the spirit? To make contact with the okay. dead, to know that there is something beyond death. Okay. All right. I think that enough as an ambiguous question would satisfy anyone actually looking for it because I don't think anyone is that fucked up enough to actually go looking to do something like this. I think again to repeat, this sounds nuts. Yeah. Um, Super nuts. I already have an empty house. I'm already by myself enough. You're so. I up. do have stuffed dolls like in the house that I would definitely be. I mean, they'd be like. It would, like, I would be, be running from, like, the only stuffed dolls I have is, like, Gizmo from Gremlins. Which is, like... Which is scary enough. Creepy enough. Yeah. You know? If it got possessed, yeah. Um, if it got possessed. Um, or, like, uh, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> which I think would be hilarious. <laughs> ah! <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, anyway. But anyway. Putting that aside, if I had a regular baby doll, which is what they imply. Right. Um, the, the picture on the Reddit No Sleep pages of the baby doll. They imply a baby doll, so you're taking out this cotton, the head, the arms, and legs are plastic, and it's just naked. It just has this sack in the middle. Right. So you remove the cotton from the sack in the middle, you fill it with rice, we seal the thread and do everything, we put it in my bathtub all the way upstairs, we do the whole ritual thing, uh, we turn off everything, and then the one TV all the way down here would be on, and we would naturally hide all the way down here. I'm just running through the hypothetical. No, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we go upstairs, we do the whole stabbing thing. I don't think it's said anywhere that we leave the, the shard in them. Oh, no. We, we seal it. We seal it inside, right? I, I, I don't know I what happens. The After the stabbing thing, I don't know if we we're hold gonna on to the knife. Like I, like exactly. We're going to fuck it up. We're going to fuck it up. I don't know if we hold on to the knife or they hold on to the knife, but regardless, uh, the knife is there in the situation. Um, and we go back to our hiding place, which would be down here next to the TV or in the closet hearing the TV. This hypothetical is already terrifying. It's, I, a, it's a bad... It's, it's a bad one. It's a bad sitch. That's, that's why I'm saying, you listening to this, you should yeah. have enough smarts to say this is not to be fucked with. If I did this in my house, yeah. what would happen is uh, I would be in the hiding place and my grandmother, who's 86 with dementia, God bless her heart, would be like, why the fuck is the TV on? And like, why are all the lights off? And then my mom would be like, shh. He's trying to summon a demon. And she'd be like, what are you saying? <laughs> so that, so... This is a very different situation. <laughs> it's a super different situation. 
Oh, I think mine would be less scary, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have people there with you. I, I would have at least one person there with me, but that's why I'm implying you are there doing this with me. I would because that's the conversation we're having right now. You should do it with a, like a webcam. You should do it just yourself. We're not doing it. And just put it with a GoPro. I know movies have been based off of that, and that's not a good idea. Anyway, what happened next is we would leave here and we would go looking around my entire house, and naturally, because this house is already fucking haunted, we would see shit. Yeah. I'm almost entirely sure you and I would see shit. Yeah. And not even being high, we'd, we would be high. Yeah. But not nothing even, to do with the ritual. Not even being high. Not, nothing to do um, with the fucking doll. This would be shit that would be already here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... I think we would see shit, and I think we would end it, but it would just ruin us. I would probably be relatively spooked by the end of the situation. You know... I don't know if anything would hurt us naturally. I think we would be able to fend off a tiny rice doll, even if it were possessed by something. I I think we we would be able to manage that situation. True. It's the spiritual realm coming as thin to our reality. Yeah, I don't like the whole fact... That I'm not comfortable with. There was like... (laughs) The in the last note, there was like the implication of like an arbiter that was like exactly outside like, the like rice doll, if more anything, powerful. Anything, yeah, like, like an insidi- insidious level shit. Like, yeah, have rice dolls. Have fine. you seen insidious? Yes, I've seen insidious. Uh, I had to ask. Yeah, um, it's like, oh no, it's not the regular haunts that are right. fucking up your situation. It's the fucking it's devil. It's the big bad. Yeah. It's the it's the it's, it's a fucking Darth tulpa. Maul. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, and that's and that's exactly what I want to avoid in my life. Ugh. Um, Fuck. I will let you read this one because okay. this is fucking phenomenal. I love. I absolutely love this one. So, toast is Tumblr. It is a Tumblr. A but Tumblr. It, these these stories might have uh, started somewhere else, but my source was a Tumblr. Okay, cool. So this is the Midnight Game from Toast. Instructions. The Midnight Game is an old pagan ritual used mainly as punishment for those who have broken the laws of the pagan religion in question. While it is mainly used as a scare tactic to not disobey the gods, there is still a very real chance of death to those who play the Midnight Game, and there is an even higher chance of permanent mental scarring. It is highly recommended that you do not play the Midnight Game. For those few thrill-seekers searching for a rush, for those delving into obscure occult rituals, these are some simple instructions on how to play do so at your own risk. Instructions. It must be exactly 12 a.m. when you begin performing the ritual, otherwise it will not work. The materials that are required include a candle, a wooden door, at least one drop of your own blood, a piece of paper, matches or a lighter, and salt. If you are playing with multiple people, they will all need their own of the aforementioned materials and will have to perform the steps below separately. Step 1. Write your full name, first, middle, and last, on a piece of paper and put at least one drop of blood on the paper. Allowed to soak in. Step 2. Turn off all the lights in the house. Go to your front door, which must be wooden, and place the paper with your name in front of it. Now take the candle and light it. Place the candle on top of the paper with your name. Step 3. Knock on your own door 22 times. The hour must be 12 a.m. upon the final knock. Then open the door, blow out the candle, and close the door. You have just allowed the Midnight Man into your home. Step 4. Immediately relight your candle. This is where the game begins. You must now lurk around your now completely dark house with a lit candle in hand. Your goal is to avoid the Midnight Man at all costs until exactly 3.33am. Should your candle ever go out, it is because the Midnight Man is near you. You must relight the candle within the next 10 seconds. 
If you are unsuccessful in relighting the candle, you must then immediately surround yourself with a circle of salt. If you are unsuccessful in both of these, the Midnight Man will then induce a hallucination of your greatest fear until 3.33 a.m. If you are successful in relighting the candle, then you may proceed. If you are successful in creating the circle of salt, you must remain within the circle until 3.33 a.m. You must then continue until 3.33 a.m. without being attacked by the Midnight Man or being trapped within the circle of salt to win the Midnight Game. The Midnight Man will then leave at 3.33 a.m. and you will be safe to proceed with your morning. Staying in one spot the entire game will only result in the Midnight Man finding you. It is highly advised that you continue moving throughout the game. Do not turn on any lights during the Midnight Game. Do not use a flashlight during the Midnight Game. Do not go to sleep during the Midnight Game. Do not use another person's blood on your name. Do not use a lighter to substitute for a candle. It will not work. And definitely do not attempt to revoke the Midnight Man in any way. That is all. Have fun. So, shit. First note about that one that I that I loved. I like I like this one a lot. Again, I've read this one. Again, I've come across this never one. fucking do this. Yeah. What I love about this is, um, if timed and edited well, would make a great movie mm-hmm. because it sounds like something someone would record. Which is getting back to your whole like recording idea. Right. Is that this would make a very good scary found film mockumentary of sorts Mm -hmm. it just makes sense and it and it would probably be the easiest to record out of like all of these games that would make the most sense to record because with the camera not looking at the camera you could probably put in uv lights because you're not using that light to see you just have the candle and i think that alone would be enough to you know fuck around with any audience yeah so hypothetical we're doing this we get all the supplies we start at like 11.55 11.55 preparing all this shit, then we do all the knocking at 12, right? and we continue onward with the night. I think we, you and I, alone with the candles, would probably be okay with this, but I think, and I'm saying this in the most sane way I possibly can, I think I would fuck with him too much. I think, you think you'd be like too freaked out and be like aggressive? No, no, I would be an asshole about the entire yeah. thing. Because I want to see if it's real. Right. I would relight my candle and do all that, but maybe if it kept going out so fast, I'm just saying, if there was a presence mm-hmm. in the smallest percentage of something happening, there's always possibility of it happening. Yeah. <laughs> so this all sounds really fucking stupid if you're not on my level. <laughs> <laughs> if the candle would keep going out through what ever sound stream i would not circle myself and so i would let myself go mad for the next two hours because i want to see what this fucker would think i'm most afraid of in life because i ain't afraid of shit (laughs) but what if you're like that's the whole like like uh i would literally have to see a clown to be absolutely done living so what if and that's what i'm saying like what if you saw me as a clown i would Kiss you on the lips. Would you? Would you really? Would you <laughs> like, kiss you're, a scary? You're clown trying on the lips? to scare me right now, and I kiss you right on the lips. <laughs> you're an optimist. No, no, um, if you know, I would probably try and kill you. Yeah, and that's probably what the Midnight Man would want, right? Yeah, you know, would that make a good that, twist for the that end would of the be movie? The thing. Yeah. yeah. So you you're now one for murder. You now go to jail. No, and your life is ruined. And that's exactly right. That would be the movie. Six people in a house. UV lights and whatever, and a couple the of them are on board. The cops just show up at the end and everyone's dead. <laughs> the cops show up at like six. Or one guy is there fucked. and he's just like, everyone else is dead. 
Yeah, and, but it's okay because they were like fun. fucking aliens or some anyway. shit. Or like <laughs> rice dolls, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Two of the friends wouldn't take it seriously. But anyway, and they, ha- yeah. how do you think our situation would play out? Not good, man. Because what would you do? I, I already gave you my point. Like, I would probably get us both fucked with from my presence because I want to see shit happen. I'm running with all of these hypotheticals that they are going to happen. So what would you do in a situation where you do me? It, so, it is so hard to imagine myself in a situation where I'd be like, Captain Death, let's do this. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, no, no. We're already huge... there. I'm yeah, saying, I know. I'm saying, like Family Guy, cut away to we are doing yeah. it and we are there. And there's no explanation of how, why, or what, but it's happening. I think I'd probably, I, I don't know, I think I'd probably gamify it. And, like, I would probably try to stay yeah, away from you as far I, as possible. Oh, really? I would. You, you I would, would be like, me? I would be like, dude, do not fucking, oh, my candle just went out. If, my candle just went out. <laughs> see, I didn't know you would do that. If if you felt that way, then I wouldn't, then I wouldn't say anything. Then I wouldn't. I, I thought you would be there to watch and everything. To, to watch my back, at least. Well, I'm gonna, look, 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 look. I would watch your back. Like, obviously. <laughs> from down the hallway. <laughs> obviously, obviously, we wouldn't, like, split up. Right, it wouldn't be Scooby Doo Absolute, shit. Absolutely not. If no. we split up, I would end up dead. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, that's how it would happen. So we would like we would continue, but like I don't know. I, I feel like at three thirty-two, I would just like take off all my clothes and just like bolt for the door. Look, <laughs> <laughs> this one says you have to lock yourself in the house, and you're not supposed to leave before three thirty-three. Right. Supposed to go to. <coughs> Fuck. No, I would have like 3.32, all my clothes off, my finger would be on the devil. So, and be like, I'm I ready like, to go. I like the 3.33 thing. I, I know that the whole devil's hour thing when, when reality is most thin. Right. Um, I like that. I get that. Um, I would not fall asleep, but part of me is just like, why is that a guideline? If you fall asleep, you don't experience anything, and the midnight nan has to leave at 3.33 anyway. I think, no, I think, I think the thing is like, if you fall asleep, you're fucked. Like, like, I, I think the line was like... Oh, it's implying something's going to get your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, see, I didn't get that. Yeah, I think if you don't relight your candle and you don't... Um, circle yourself in circle salt. Circle yourself in salt. I think your it's worst said, fears become hallucinations. And you and you survive for the next 30... Until 333. Or are you, in, or are you saying your hallucinations will eventually kill you? I'm thinking, like, you get fucked. Like, like it starts with hallucinations, and then you get fucked. So if you're asleep, like, you wake up into, like, hell world or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, Interesting. I, I think that's probably why you don't want to go to sleep. Interesting. I do, I do like that. Um, no, it's a good story. That's a fun, that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, it's fun because I would never do it. And the only situation where I would do it is if I was trying to make a film about it where there would be a crew and there would be people watching. And yeah. It wouldn't technically be alone, but supervised. Which I agree would be a fun thing to come across Netflix. You know, yeah. We should take to the webs with it. Let's kickstart it. Yo, done. Let's get known for it. Done. Um, It's called Poopy Ghost. This is 100 ghost stories from Toast. This is a classic Japanese ritual for summoning a ghost, and I'm gonna do Japanese here. Um, So it's gonna be great. It's gonna be spot on. Called Hiyaku Monogatari. Monogatari. Yeah. Hyaku monogatari. Uh-huh. Hyaku apparently meaning 100. Monogatari meaning tail. The hundred tail. The modern version, practiced since Edo period. Prepare a hundred candles. You will need a group of people up to a 100 in number. Sit in a circle. Light all the candles and place them at the center of the circle. Make sure the room has no source of light save that of the candles. One by one, tell one another ghost stories. 
As each story ends, blow out one candle. When a hundred ghost stories are told, and all the candles are put out, leaving the room completely dark, a ghost will appear in the middle of the circle. Now, that's the end of the... That's a short one. One hundred, Yeah, the 100 stories version. There's another one that says um, a presence will be summoned. Okay. And I took that as uh, it could be both or either vengeful or kind. Yeah. Um, there are other versions that spin it in a more terrifying light, I think. Um, I like the idea of a presence, though. This is also uh, another version, which claims it's a more ancient version, so I'm going to read it. The ritual should be done at new moon. Prepare three rooms, or if that is impossible, two rooms will suffice adjacent to each other. Preferably, these rooms would be arranged in a way where they will draw an L-shape when viewed from above. The room in which group gather should be completely dark. The next room, likewise. The third room should contain a hundred... And on a lantern with a wooden flame and paper shade, and a mirror on a table. A wooden flame? What? A lantern. The fuck. A lantern that's the... just lit on fire and it has a paper shade. But with a wooden flame. Okay, I think it's just saying like like there's wood in the lighting the fire. Oh, like like okay okay. It's one of those mini lanterns. I thought I was trying to say like the flame is wooden. No, think okay. video game Japan with the lanterns they would light their parks with. So wood frame and then the paper shades. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm with it. I'm I'm back. Ayo. The paper which the andon is made of should be blue in color. All participants should also be attired in blue, and all should enter the first room without carrying swords. Put away any other weapons and such dangerous objects from the room, although there were some who would adorn the room with a sword to ward off evil. When a story is told, the storyteller has to grope his way in the dark to the third room where he is to put out one and on, look himself in the mirror, and return to the first room once more. The group are allowed to continue storytelling while the previous storyteller is away. The stories here do not have to be only about ghosts or monsters. They could be about an enigma or a curse. When the stories are told and the darkness descends, something supernatural will happen. In reality, when they used to perform such a ritual, they often stopped at the 99th story and waited until the daybreak. It was because the true purpose of the ritual was to test one's courage, and they did not want to risk of actually summoning a supernatural being. I, I've, I, see, here's, here's my deal. I like the first one. <coughs> the ancient one, I love the detail about how the storyteller has to go from the room in, in the front where all the people are. Right, yeah. safe. Mm-hmm. To the next room with the doorway so you can see all the people in the other room. And then because they specified that L shape, which is a really stupid detail, I agree. Yeah. They have to move to this last room to blow out their candle and look at the dark look in the dark at the mirror. At themselves. At themselves, and they'll be finally out of sight of the other room yeah. with all the other storytells in. That to me that details fucking fantastic. I love that. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's <laughs> <laughs> another short one for you. Okay, this is a test. It's a toast story. Originating in Nihon, a test for the inner eye. One, close your eyes. Two, visualize yourself standing in your room. Three, walk out of your room and make a tour around the whole house in your head, visiting all rooms one by one. 
Don't read the rest of the article until you've gone through all the steps above. Are you done yet? Now, did you meet any strangers in any of the rooms you went into? Fucking love it! Ah! Oh, sorry. Ah, shit. Well, now I don't love it so much. If the answer is yes, you are psychically predisposed... <coughs> if the answer is yes, you are psychically predisposed... Predisposed. 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 <laughs> if the answer is yes, you are psychically predisposed to see a ghost... And by the way, that stranger you saw in your visualization was a real ghost. Hmm. Okay. Um, I was trying to do it while you were reading it. And um, I did not see a stranger until you mentioned it. And by that point, you had asked if I was done, but you did not tell me to stop. So. Okay. No, no, no. That was just, that was just what I was doing. I did see, I saw my family because I was, I was walking around my house. Yeah. So naturally, I saw my family, but when I got to the kitchen, um, I saw someone I did not recognize. Really? I completely misread that story. Because I was thinking, like, you were going to visualize yourself in a room, and then you were going to physically, obviously, totally miss this, you are going to physically walk around the rooms of your house. Yeah, that's what I did. No, but, like, you did it in your mind. Yes. Right. I'm saying, like, I thought you were physically going to walk oh, around. Oh, walking the- around your house with your eyes closed. Right. No, this is, it says imagine yourself in a room. Yes. And I was thinking, it's like, like, go to your room. No, of course your not. Eyes. Of course it not. It says, close your eyes, imagine yourself. Yeah, I totally missed that. But, like, <clears throat> the, way, uh, uh, the way I was visualizing it, like, you would, like, walk around the house in rooms physically, and, like, you would visualize what was in each room, and for one of the rooms, there'd be a fucking person there. Yeah. That's the part where I was like, ah, oh, I love it. That's so good. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? No, no, I totally, I totally got that. Yeah, um, but like, I agree. Like, if let's say, true. let's say we were doing this eyes closed, you walking me around my house, we right. would have gotten to my kitchen, and I would have said, like, I don't know who this is. Yeah, and, and you, I would and be you like, would freak out! Holy shit! And you would freak out! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, that would be good. This is another one from the other side Tumblr. This one's called Shadow Side. Hello, <laughs> hello, it's me. Hello from the shadow side. (laughs) (coughs) Don't do this. Hi, Adele. Shadow side. What I'm about to share with you today is one of the many relatively safe ways in which you can access a place I call the shadow side. And its effectiveness depends on how seriously you take me. Your mileage may vary. Refer to the title. It was probably called something else. Oh, no, this... Oh, this is Three Kings. It's not. Wait, why was this not labeled Three Kings? No, Three Kings is three pages. No, they introduce it here. I didn't want to get to Three Kings yet. I gotcha. There are ghosts in this house. I will fucking fuck you. You didn't know that? Uh, So, this next one is from actually a blog spot. I found Uh, a blog spot that just supplied the rest of these. It was called Blah Since I Know, which. Acronym is BSIK, so it's like bullshit I know. <laughs> so this is like, it's great. Okay. Um, this, this first one's called Fortune Game. To play the Fortune Game, you need a comb and something to cover your face. It can be played alone or with friends. Caution, we advise you not to play this game. Years ago, some Japanese people would commit suicide after playing Sui Ura because they did not like the prediction of the future that they were given. Nowadays, it is known as the Crossroads Fortune Crackers. Okay. 
<laughs> Instructions. Step one, you take a comb and go to the crossroads in the evening after dark. Step two, sound the comb three times by drawing your finger along the teeth of the comb. Chant the following three times. Suijura, Suijura, or is it Suji? It's better than Sujira, Sujira, grant me a true response. Step three, you wait for a stranger to pass by. It must be a stranger. It cannot be someone that you know. When you see the stranger approaching, cover your face with something. A book, a newspaper, or a bag will do. If there are other people with you, they must cover their faces too. Step four, ask the stranger to tell you your fortune. If the stranger doesn't answer or refuses to tell you, then you have to wait for another stranger to pass by. In Europe, they believe that the ghosts of the dead walked along roads at night. They also believe that the devil could be found at the crossroads at night disguised in human form. So when they played Crossroads Divination, they were asking for their fortune to be told by a ghost or the devil. You never know. That stranger who is telling your fortune could be a ghostly wanderer or even Satan himself. Interesting fact, the game of Sujiera became so popular that the Japanese produced little crackers with fortunes inside written on paper. These crackers were called Sujiera Senbai, which means Crossroads Fortune-Telling Crackers. Years later in America, after the war, Chinese restaurants adopted those Japanese crackers and named them fortune cookies. So when you eat a fortune cookie in a Chinese restaurant, it comes directly from the old Japanese fortune-telling ritual. Note, another reason why we recommend you don't play this game is that standing at a crossroads in the dark talking to strangers is an excellent way to get mugged or kidnapped or both. Which was my first thought. Is when we're gonna get killed, and someone's gonna take your fucking wallet. Yeah, someone's gonna take your wallet. So that's us. That's we just ran through the hypothetical in two seconds, which is both of us would get mugged get by mugged. someone who has nothing to do with our fortune. Well, I guess we would have bad fortune then, right? Huh. Uh, yeah. Are you fact checking the fortune cookies? Because thing? listen, listen. Because I didn't believe it for a second. I didn't I thought believe... they based the story off of fortune cookies. I didn't believe it at all, and I thought it was such a neat detail that I, I thought to look it up. So some the, the Wikipedia literally just says some several publications made a claim that American fortune cookies are derived from Sujira Sende. They don't go into like it's the fortune telling yeah. crossroads game. Okay, but. So there's a little bit of truth to it. That's so cool. they're they're based off of already existing paper fortunes, simply yeah. about your your future being yeah. told. Yeah. So the, they just linked the story to it for for no fucking reason. Yeah, I like it. But it's cool. I mean, ultimately, we ran through the hypothetical already. We would both just get stabbed. Or you'd be called like a faggot. I would be. I would get called a faggot. I was gonna say the closest crossroads to here. Even playing it over there, it's just like. A cop would roll by and be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and we would, you and we would be high, so it was just like, it was like we would probably get arrested. We would get yeah. arrested. Yeah, we would get arrested. That would be the fortune. You will spend the night in jail. Okay, so this is Kokori-san uh, from the same BSIK board. Said to be Japan's safer alternative to the Ouija board, Kokori-san is pretty popular among students and has garnered public interest through real experiences and media. Despite being more of a divination ritual, this game still calls for the help of minor spirits. It is still recommended to avoid playing, or if it can't be helped, just be careful at all times. Things you will need. A blank piece of paper. A pen to write with. And a coin. How to do it. Take a blank sheet of paper and draw a tori, a traditional Japanese gate, at the top in red ink. Write yes and no on either side. Beneath this, write run one row... 
Randerer. Run! Oh boy, Randerer. getting so racist. Beneath this, <laughs> do the whole thing like this. Beneath this, that rumble of numbers. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Beneath this, write one row of numbers from zero to nine and three rows of letters from A to Z. Open a door or a window so that Kokuri-san will be able to enter the room. The Tori represents the gateway to a Shinto shrine archway, and the spirit will enter and exit through it. Place a coin on the red Tori. Each person should put their index finger on the coin. Call the spirit by saying, Kokuri-san, Kokuri-san, if you're here, please move this coin. You can ask Kokuri-san whatever questions you like. The spirit will spell out the answer by moving the coin. To end the game, you must ask Kokuri-san to leave by saying, Kokuri-san, please return home. If it answers with yes, and it's gone back to rest on the archway, say a respectful thank you. When you are certain Kokuri-san has left, you must destroy the paper by cutting it in 48 pieces. Some sources say to destroy the pen used too. Also, the players must spend the coin used within three days. Failure to do so brings bad luck or misfortune to the players. Other things to keep in mind. Do not play this game alone. If your health is not stable or you have a weak heart, don't play it. Never take your finger off the coin during the game. You must not stop or be stopped in the middle of the game. So it's it's, nice. it's Ouija board. It's, it's Ouija board. It's, it's yeah. a small travel Japanese Ouija board. So the only difference would be the race of the ghost that haunts you. <laughs> if you want and, a different and, and, race of ghosts. And my experience with uh, Korean and Asian and any ori- orienter <laughs> horror films um, is uh, you die. Mm-hmm. All of them. They're way more yeah. aggressive than they, American They're spirits. far more aggressive because they are vengeful spirits. I, I, there's yeah. there's a point to their fucked upness, and and it's not like uh, it's not like American or even British ghosts. You know, it's like there there is a purpose for a vengeful spirit in Japan. Yeah. So immediately fucked. I don't think you and I would be. Able, I think what what would happen if you and I did this? Uh, I I actually think we'd be totally fine with it. You would be okay doing this one? I think most likely, if the two of us did it, nothing would happen. Okay. I think we would get more, would want to get more people in it, but I think it would be just be, you know, an Asian Ouija board. Yeah. You know? Well, I've never, I've never done a Ouija board. Yeah. I'm, I'm too spooked. This next one's called the Shoebox Telephone. This is another one that I've also seen on, like, Reddit. Caution. This is a magical ritual that calls upon the dead to communicate. This is for information purposes only. Should you choose to attempt this ritual, be warned that this is not a game and any results, both good and bad, may be long-lasting, disturbing, and possibly dangerous. Things you'll need. Your phone booth, a closet will do. Your handset, a paper cup. Your telephone box, the titular shoebox. Your telephone wire, just a regular string, the sewing kind. About two feet should be enough. You'll need a needle, too. Scissors, some strong object to power the telephone box with. It must have a personal connection to whomever you're trying to talk to. This is very important. A single sheet of paper, a pen, and some sort of flat surface to write on. The outbound call. Step one, wait for the end of your day, right before bedtime. For now, it's just you and the night, just you and your thoughts, alone in your room. Don't turn off the lights, but do turn off your cell phone, your TV, your stereo, radio, computer, etc. You want zero distractions and absolutely no interruptions. You want quiet. Then just wait for the right time. What's the right time? It's one of those things that's hard to describe, 
but you'll just know it when you see it. You'll just know. It may build up gradually, but when it's finally there, it'll hit you, zero doubt. Only at this point may you begin writing your letter. If this threshold of certainty never comes within an hour, just go to sleep and try again the next night. If you've been trying for three or four nights already and the moment just never comes, then it may simply be that you're not ready for this. That's okay, try a different person or give yourself a break for a few nights. What you don't want to do is write your letter while in doubt. That'd be a wrong number. Step two, now write your letter. When you do begin writing, don't erase nor correct any mistakes you make. This includes scrawling words over, don't. Don't start over either. You'll only have a single sheet of paper and your first draft is your final draft. Explain why they should give you a ring. Be honest. Let it all out. It's not always easy. Don't overthink it. Just write. This is why you had to wait for the right time. It'll all make sense. Again, doubt equals wrong number. Never dial a wrong number. It's best to abort the whole thing. Step three. When you're done, tie one end of the string to the power object and using a needle, insert the other end through the center bottom of your paper cup. Removing the needle, tie a little knot, and now you have a cute little paper telephone like you probably once made while you were a child. Don't prepare this ahead of time before your letter. Write, this, write the letter first, then do the paper cup. Step four, read your letter aloud into the paper cup. Read it sincerely as if the person at the other end could hear you, including all the mistakes you didn't correct. Just read them. This is your outbound call. Step 5. Place the object and the letter in the shoebox and place the shoebox on the floor of your phone booth, your closet. Then close the box, but don't seal it. Just let the lid rest there gently, with the string still coming out from under and going into your paper cup. Leave the paper cup standing on top of the box. Leave the scissors on the floor next to the box. You're done. Now all that's left to do is wait for the ring. The inbound call. Step one, the ring will come in a dream, either that night or some night shortly after. You will dream of the person trying to call you and you will wake up from that dream, usually in the middle of the night, and you will know it's time to take the call. Step two, do not turn on the light. Do not say a word. Just get up from bed and go to your phone booth. Is the box still closed with the paper cup standing on top? Good. Get in the closet, sit down, and slide the door closed. A closed booth is particularly important in case the ring comes after sunrise because you'll need the darkness. If you find the box open or if you find the paper cup knocked over, abort the mission and snap off the string. Do not take the headset anywhere near your ear. Use the scissors as if you can't snap the thread with your own hands. Step three, otherwise just sit on the floor there and press the paper cup up to your ear and cover your other ear with your other hand to help you listen. It may take a while, you may not speak, don't move too much, do not touch the box. Some people report an increase in call quality after tugging on the string ever so gently, but this is fine. Just be careful not to open the box by doing so. Remember, they're calling collect, and if it goes through, the shoebox must remain closed for at least a few months. Again, you may not speak, not even if you are asked questions, not even if you're ordered to. You already said your piece at the outbound call. For the inbound one, just listen, avoid noise. When you're done or you want to hang up at any time, simply hold the phone lid close with one hand and pull on the headset with the other hand until the string snaps off. 
In case of emergency, use the scissors. Keep the closed shoe box somewhere safe for a few months. Dispose of that paper cup later too. Burning is fine, just don't put it in your ear again. What if after three or four nights the ring never comes? Maybe they have nothing to say to you. That's okay. Try another person. Don't do this too often. Disclaimer. This may help you get closure, but it could also make things worse. Shit. It's another fun one. I like that one. Yeah. I think the th- I've never read this one before. I think the thing I like the most about this is how exactly precise they sound in their methods. Because I think ultimately what would happen is no one ever does anything. I don't think they line up enough possibility for all these things to take place. I think the people young enough have too much shit in their closet and need to go around after a couple days and the cup will be knocked over or something. Right. Or they'll fuck up making it. Or they'll fuck up the process of writing the letter. Or there's there's too many uh, there's too many steps for calculated error for people our age. Yeah. That I think that even in a perfect world where you and I go through with this, one of us never gets the call or we don't get to the there's too many I just don't think it's possible. Right. right. I really don't even if we were to line it up, I think I would really just be holding a fucking cup to my ear not hearing shit for fifteen minutes and then I would close it. Yeah. I don't I don't believe in this one as much, but it sounds fun and that's the point. Yeah, I, I just like it's uh it's kind of touching. Like it you know it, Yeah, it's no, this one's sweet. This one's sentimental. The only yeah. the only way to fuck the only way to get something bad out of this to get the wrong number. is to get the wrong number and to physically not stop when it says to stop. Right. I feel like what then? You just listen to some evil spirit talk about their dick. Probably. Talking to my fucking I'm jacking off. Say say something. Say something dirty. Say something dirty. And it I'm says wearing. not to talk, so it's just like yeah, I know what you're wearing. You're wearing that red fucking flannel and that purple fucking beanie. You fucking fatty. So that that's just like that's I don't, scary. It's that's just scary. Enough. I would just be like, shut, the f-, and then I would talk, and then my soul would be stolen or yeah. something. Yeah, you're right. Real life context for this one, fucking crazy. There's a phone booth in Japan, or or don't want to be racist, an Asian country. I really think it's Japan where you can call members of your family and friends if they died in any, any of the tsunamis. And you can call and like sit, in, like you can stand in the phone booth and call no one and talk to your family and friends. Like, how insane is that? I mean, touching. They're, really they're, touching. They're very sentimental yeah. uh, people. They, they, they care very deeply because, like we've mentioned before, their lives are literally born, work till you die. So it's just, right. you know, um, they have the things they love because their lives probably don't exist yeah. about that too much so it's like um the family and the sentiments of the honor um the honor to hold up communication and shit like that yeah so that's a good one yeah i like it you want to take this one i i know this one this one was read on uh last podcast on the left and uh it's kind of stupid okay all right this is the elevator game from bsik introduction this is a game from korea by performing this ritual you're supposed to get to a different world According to people that have successfully completed the game, it looks the same as the town or the building that you are from, but all the lights are off and you can only see a red cross in the distance. There are no other living things there except yourself. Some say 
electric electronics like phones and cameras don't work while others say they do also some say that getting back to the real world is harder for some reason you get disoriented and forget the elevator you came on or somehow the elevator seems to get further and further away as you walk toward it how to do it you must be in a 10 plus story building and in the elevator alone if someone is in the elevator with you it won't work get on the elevator on the first floor press 4 and when you reach the fourth floor, don't get out and press two. When you reach the second floor, press six. When you reach the sixth floor, press two. When you reach the second floor, press 10. When you reach the 10th floor, press five. When you reach the fifth floor, a girl will come in. That woman is not human. Don't talk or look at the girl. If you do, she'll take you away. Press one, and if instead the elevator starts going up to the 10th floor, then you have succeeded. You have reached another world where there is no one except you. If you get off at the 10th floor, the girl will ask, Where are you going? But don't answer. How to return. If the woman doesn't get on, and if you don't get off at the 10th floor, then press 1. If it doesn't press, keep on pressing until it works. To return after you get off, you must use the same elevator to go back. Do the 4 2 6 2 10 5 combo again. After you reach the 5th floor, press 1. As you're going up to the 10th floor, press some of the other numbers to cancel. After you reach the first floor, check your surroundings. When you return to your house, after you faint. If you were to faint in the process and wake up to find yourself in your own house, there's a high chance that you'll be taken back to the world again. Also, you could like faint on the elevator and then be stuck in this other world? Shit. What's your first impression? Because I want to see if you jump to the same conclusion that last podcast did. <laughs> um... I was kind of thinking, I was hoping, and I still don't know if this is not the case, I was hoping that the numbers had some significance, like the, the floor numbers. I wanted them to be I like, don't think so. I, think I don't it, think they do either. I don't think so. I want them to be like Bible verses. About or, like or, if you, or, or if you add the first one to the second one or subtract the first, it, it equals 666 or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Like something exactly. like that, but I, I, like I really, that. I really I'll, I'll go back and look. I don't <clears> think it <throat> is. No, it's 4-2, which is a 6, but then it's 6-2. <clears> So I guess that's three sixes if you think about it. Ten, but ten five doesn't just ten doesn't five, make two, sense. Yeah. Four, <clears throat> four. Okay, let me. Four minus two is two. Two minus six is negative four. Negative four minus two is negative six. Negative sixteen. Negative twenty-one. What is like? Twenty-one. Twenty-one isn't. It's blackjack. No. <laughs> Twenty three is unlucky, but 20, 21 is nothing. What was the what was their first impression? Uh, that if anyone did this, uh, you'd most likely be sent to jail, because <laughs> someone somewhere would uh would have to use the elevator, and uh, you would just keep pressing these buttons, <laughs> and keep, keep trying to push them out of the elevator, and eventually someone's like gonna be dying and need to get out of the building, yeah. and you're gonna be fucked with paramedics. And that was my first thought. Is like, like some you dickhead. better hope other assholes aren't using the elevator. <laughs> some dickhead is like gonna be like, what's the what's the easiest ten plus story building to get to? The hospital, and they're just gonna go to the hospital. So like pressing buttons, <laughs> and like these nurses in wheelchairs are gonna come on. You're gonna, like get your foot on the guys in the wheelchair and be like, get out of the fucking elevator. The Korean elevator guy again. <laughs> This happens once a month. No, honestly, the only place I see myself doing this in is, like, huge hotels in, like, 
Philadelphia or Allentown, and I don't want to be doing it in either place. Or even like yeah, Beth- if, I, if I were to go into yeah. like even if I were to go to like the the fucking Bethlehem um, Hotel B, like Hotel Bethlehem, mm-hmm. and do this. I would be creeped the fuck out. Yeah, that'd be creepy. And whenever they get to the girl part, I'm immediately just like, they say don't look at her, she'll take you away. How do you not look at someone when you're staring directly at doors opening? Yeah. You know, like, there's two, and and knowing that this is North Korean, that means the woman is going to be North Korean. And if she isn't, I'm going to look at her more. So it's just like, this is fucked. Like, this this game for me, like, hypothetically running through this, well, I think the girl is is probably Kim Jong Un. So if you look at him <laughs> in drag, he'll take you to Pyongyang yeah. because you you can't yeah. let anyone know that yeah. the the president dresses that's up. That's the drag. only. That's the only. That's the like, only explanation. The, the only other world that you're trying to get to is North Korea, <laughs> and there's no other living people. There's just you, and it's a fucking ghost town. And you're like, oh, it's North Korea. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> There's only giant red upside down cross. It's because it's Kim Jong Il's palace or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, I I thought of um the witches of Salem or the lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. Movie. Lords of Salem that uh that yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah zombie did when they finally um, get to the chamber when or whatever. They, when she keeps when she keeps like thinking into the other realm. It's always a, an upside down red cross in the distance, and it's always real creepy. So it's yeah. just like imagining those those scenes or that scenery in like a hotel. Yeah, not good. Not cool. Not good. So, you know, and and even if you get to that realm, they already tell you nothing and no one is going to be there. And and part of me is just like, what's more horrifying is getting there and seeing people. So, no thank you to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know you're going to get there and there's going to be absolutely gonna, no one. But then you're going to find mm-hmm. someone and that's going to be fucked. Well, you're going to turn around first and there's going to be an elevator and you're going to press all the buttons and nothing, nothing's going to happen. Mm, so that's the twist ending that's it. for the movie. Yeah. The elevator is done. The elevator is broken. Or, or like they said, the elevator keeps getting farther away and you just spend your you spend yeah. the rest of eternity right. in this shadow realm. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, man. But uh, I think I think this I think this rounds out the end of part one of our mm-hmm. of our game games with ghosts games with ghoulies what, what do you think what do you want to name it i like i like games with ghoulies games grabbed with by the ghoulies go- grabbed by the ghoulies um haven't played that yet but i do have the rare replay so i'm, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm you, gonna play it eventually. You yeah yeah grabbed by the ghoulies uh one part two part special i think um what what the next episode is gonna is gonna get into some of the better some of the better stories or some of the shorter stories um because uh the other source is um just this like little blog spot that I found, and it's just like lots of little one page and two page yeah. stories. But um, no one should do any of this. No, no one should do any of this shit because That's it just it sounds weird. absolutely terrible. But, yeah, um, don't do the shit about and and legit like you know out of out of podcast for a second. Don't do the shit with the fucking bloodletting. Don't, yeah. Don't nothing with no, nothing with nothing blood. with knives or nothing anything. Nothing with blood that, or knives is. If ever you want to let the midnight man in your house, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you not to. Well, I'm sure Franz McBoohoo lets a couple midnight men into his house. The dig. I like it. No, he would agree with me though. Yeah. But uh, I think that's gonna round out the end of part one. Um, we'll put part two up uh, next week. So just uh, come back next week, and you'll find out more uh, more games we uh, we should should not be playing. We just had to cut them up for people's sake. Um. Yeah.
Oh, well. Uh, I hope I hope you enjoyed part two. Part one. I hope you come back for part two. Uh, I'll see you later. Coming right at you. <laughs> Last night